The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good morning and welcome, and thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. Today is October 30th, the last uh, weekend in the month of October, and it's time for the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition. Right now, the motive and what his full intent is uh, or was is still under investigation. A day after the violent attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, the investigation remains in the early stages. Today, San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins told us her office plans to file charges against the suspect, 42-year-old David DePop, in the coming days. We expect to be filing on Monday um, attempted murder charges as well as residential burglary uh, and assault with a deadly weapon and elder abuse. Um, that is based on the fact that uh, the suspect took a hammer um, and obviously assaulted Mr. Pelosi. And the reason, the reason Lindsay was there was to speak for Herschel. Herschel has trouble with speaking, and it was a, a good choice because when it comes to feigning righteous indignation, no one does it better than Lindsay G. What is it about this guy? He changes the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you are racist. The Republican Party is racist. New this morning, Adidas has now officially severed ties with Kanye West, who of course legally changed his name to Ye. The German sportswear company is the latest brand to distance itself from him after a series of offensive anti-Semitic comments in recent days. Online radio at its best. Lord Jesus. Thank you for this new day. I thank you for life. I thank you for health and your divine joy. I ask today that you strengthen my faith. Help me to be a person who is rooted in you, who completely and totally trusts you. I know that your word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And Father, my desire, my prayer, is that I have enough faith to please you. So I ask that you give faith like some of the great men and women of the Bible. Give me the faith and determination that the woman with the issue of blood had, if I can just touch the hem of your garment, if I can just be in your presence. Give me faith like Daniel and Job, that if I were to lose everything, if I were thrown in a den of lions, if my house and car were taken from me, I would still praise you. I would still place my trust in you. I pray that I have strong faith in God to be able to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Lord, give me the boldness of the three Hebrew boys, the boldness to remove every idol in my life, the boldness 
to refuse to bow down to anything that tries to take your place in my life. Help me to be bold enough to remove it, whether it be a relationship or my career. Help me not to bow down to any other gods that try to take your place. God, give me the faith of Moses. So that when you speak to me and call me to do your work or when the time comes for me to step into my destiny calling, I will not doubt. Give me the faith to step out and walk on water. Well, you will never succeed at that. I pray for bold faith that will push back and say, with God, all things are possible. Give me the measure of faith that truly believes you are the God of I am. And you will make a way when there seems to be no way. Lord, I pray for a heart of worship like David. I too want to chase after your heart. I too want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I want to be obedient like Noah, so that when the naysayers try and talk me out of your calling over my life, may I have the strength, belief, and conviction to obey you regardless. Father, I pray for wisdom like Solomon, so that I may be able to navigate this life, so that I may be a positive influence over my family and friends. Make me a better person. Welcome in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm J. Riles. Thank you guys for spending another Sunday morning with uh, me and my family. Let me introduce them to you. Miss Vanessa Maybell is in the house as well. My man, Miss Les. Let's say good morning to my big sis. What's going on, Vanessa? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. It's a little nippy here in Houston, but we're in the house. We are up don't, in don't the house. That's right. Yeah, we're going to tailgate. Oh. oh, wow. So you're wasting your money today. Okay, no problem. Well, listen, have fun. Because <laughs> you know they're going to win. Tailgate but hey, listen, go outside, root for me. I'm not thinking that's a game. Well, that's oh, okay. your game. Don't lose me. I'm thinking that I'm drinking. You should oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's okay. We'll pass. We'll hit you up next time. Let me know next time we'll be there. Appreciate you. Thank you for uh, being a trooper and hanging out with us until you have to bounce. Miss Elias is in the house as well. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. And one. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mary the Music. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning, Real Dia. And good morning, my brother, Hulk. Oh, and good morning, Mama B, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. That's a lot to get in, right? The number is 347-850-1272. And as always, we take a few minutes to kind of talk about things that will not make the agenda for this morning. A lot to talk about, though. I was reading this story about, uh, and it's a heartbreaking story, a young African-American mother uh, was teaching her son, taking her son to swimming lessons. And, uh, you know, at a private home, and so uh, the day that uh, he had the lessons, he asked, told his mom he didn't want to go. And, and the mom was like, come on, you got to go. You need to learn how to swim because they, apparently this young boy took to water like a fish. 
They would go on family vacations. He would jump in the water. So he really loved the water. This is something that he said to his mom that day. He said, Mom, what happens if I drown? And she said, boy, stop being silly. You're not going to drown. Well, I think you know the ending of the story. The young boy drowned. Um, you know, as responsible parents, you try to teach your kids how to swim. I wish I, my mother would have, you know, gotten me swimming lessons, whatever the case may be. But this is a heartbreaking story, Vanessa. The fact that the little boy said, what if I drown? And the mom said, you know, no, boy, stop being silly. You're not going to be drown. You're not going to drown. And she said she was sitting outside in her car because this is a private home that was teaching kids how to swim. And so they didn't allow parents in because they said while the parents were there, the kids would act up. So, you know, kids, the parents had to wait outside. And she said she was sitting in her car and she saw this lady come to her car and knock on the window and say, come get your baby. And she said as soon as she said that, she started screaming. And she ran in there, and the young boy uh, died. Just a tragic story, Vanessa, when you think about it. But I want to know how did a parent or whoever the teachers or whoever the lifeguards or whoever the folks were let that child drown? I, I don't know. I mean, oh, my God. I, I don't know, Vanessa. Um, you know, it's so crazy when you think about it because let me tell you something. I've, I, this is situation ha- almost happened to me with my oldest daughter. Right. Uh, and, right. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, I was very concerned about my daughter being around water. And I remember them telling me that they were taking the kids to a swimming trip. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was my daughter can't swim. Oh, you're going to have parents. I mean, we're going to have chaperones and like us. I said, my daughter can't swim. And I just kept saying that. But the reason why I didn't worry about it, because at that time, her mother worked a different shift. So, and okay, the kid's not going to be at daycare that day anyway. Well, what I, you know, come to find out that her mother let her go that day, and then she almost drowned. Uh, and so, I don't oh give a God. damn about, I don't give a damn about what people say when it comes to my child. You're not going to tell me that I can't be around my kids they're around water when they can't swim. I'm not going to give you that type of uh, authority over my child because I'm responsible for my kid, not you. And so I just hurt for this mom, especially when the young boy said to Stelius, what if I drown? And he's a boy, mm. stop being silly. This this was not his first mm. lesson either, so this was the second lesson. Oh but, God. you know, is, it's just a horrible you know, story. My mom, horrible story. We grew up with a what? pool in the backyard, and our neighborhood mm-hmm. didn't have one, but we had one in our backyard. So mom would sit out there and watch the kids. It was only about four feet deep. It's just some of them were smaller than that. But anyway, so we wanted to make sure that Jessica knew how to swim because we had the pool in her grandmother's backyard. So Bobby would take her to the Y, and he sat right there and watched while they were teaching that child how to swim. So I'm with you. I, my child can't go nowhere like that without me sitting up there watching them. I just know. Oh, my God. Right. That is so horrible. Yeah. That is such a horrible yeah. story. It is. It's heartbreaking when you hear it. And, you know, the bottom line is, is that you put your faith in, you know, once again, following the rules. But, Mr. Elias, at the end of the day, this child is gone. And uh, for, I think what makes it worse is when the kids say, what if I drown? And she said, boy, don't be silly. You're not going to drown. And, you know, later the kid dies. 
tra- it's a tragic story, man. I, you know, wow. You know, the bottom line is I know you, you, you know, I, I remember when, you got, when I got the call from you about, you know, your, your oldest, and that, that, that my, my heart dropped. I, my God, I, I, I couldn't believe it. But, you know, on the, on the other side of that, I understand why the mother was doing that because black children, we don't know how to, I don't know how to, I don't know how to tread water until I was in my 20s, man. So we don't teach our kids that, that kind of aspect of life. So bottom line is, you know, I, 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 I know the mother feels horrible. I do. I, can I know that mother feels horrible. Yeah, I, and yeah. I, I can tread water well enough to, to not drown. Yeah. But, yep. man, that's it, you know. But we don't, we don't teach our kids how to swim, man. And I get why she was doing it because, you know, we, we need to teach our kids this is how to swim, but still she's got to, you know, man, it's just got to be a wang on her, man. This is unbelievable. Wow. I, I didn't hate this it story. Is. It, it's a sad story. Yeah. Uh, young, beautiful uh, young black boy just gone. Um, and, you know, it's it's. You know, kids say the darndest things, but my goodness. Yes, I hate to bring this up. Every time I hear, because I've had a flesh-eating to get on me from a water park in San Antonio. No, Orlando. But you know what? Every time I hear that, I think of your godchild. That little boy. You think of what? Your godchild, that little boy, your neighbor, that little boy. He died from the flesh-eating if some of these things that happen, it's just horrible. Yeah. Some of these things yeah. that happen, it's just horrible. Sometimes it make you ask God why, but yeah. hey, There you go. I mean, that's. I just. I was just about to say that there are times when you, you know, you're not supposed to question. But you know, I talk to a minister and say, yeah, you do. You, you, you are supposed to question God, and uh, you know, if God gives you free will. That's the reason why you have free will. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. But, but just. A, just a whole horrible story, and um, it's just something that you know our heart bleeds for that family, and you know you know prayers up, and it's hard. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, the thing is, it's hard for you to try to tell a parent that's lost a child, you know, give them advice or tell them how to grieve. We, you know, unless you've lost a child, it's hard. You don't know what that feeling is, and it's just a horrible thing. And uh, you know, we just pray for the family, and we just hope that some way, somehow, they find some comfort. Uh, but my goodness, and you know, maybe this little boy's death won't be in vain. Maybe it will cause people to change policies. I, I have no idea, but it's just a horrible situation. Speaking of kids, there was a video that uh, I saw last week, a news story, where daycare workers were wearing Halloween masks, and they were scaring little toddlers. And and mm-hmm. they were scared to the point where these kids were, I mean, it was horrible to watch. And so all three of those people were fired. But I guess my question is, Sally, uh, as do you think it was warranted to fire these people? They were scaring the little kids. But I think if they'd have said boo and the kids would have jumped, I think that would have been the end of it. But they chased them around the daycare center, and they did all types of things. And they just kept yeah. you know, scaring these kids. That's little excessive. That's a little excessive there, did you actually see the video? Did you actually see the video? Yeah, yeah, they was they were in the screen mask. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. So, wow. so in your opinion, mm-hmm. justified? Mm-hmm. Just, just, hey, so when they justified? 
can't hear you, Vanessa. What did you like, say? Justified. You it was a justified, oh, in your opinion. That's crazy. In uh, today's climbing, yeah. In today's climbing. Well, what, Back whoa, in the whoa, day, whoa, in what our climbing. In our climbing, yeah, that, that just got a good bar for the course. Back in the day, come on, really? Back in our day, that would have been, that, that would have been like, oh, what? Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I mean, these were these were two year old and three year old kids that they were chasing around the daycare, screaming at them and making them cry. And I mean, you can see straight up panic and terror in those kids' eyes. I, I don't know, man. I think I think the reason why uh, back in our day it would have gotten overlooked was because there were no cameras, right? So I mean, there you know, think about it. There was someone yes. videotaped that. Yes, Vanessa. Yes, yes Vanessa. Long time ago, we got our. Oh wait, let me back up. Long time ago, we got our butt whooped in the grocery store in front of people. Nowadays, they got cameras, and you do that, and they're gonna be calling children protective services or giving it to the police. So times have oh, yeah. totally changed, and that's why I think, yeah. in my opinion that the world has gotten as bad as it has gotten with children. Mm, interesting. In my opinion. All right. Where do you go? You can't go out and get a tree and beat their butt. Or take a belt with you to, well, the, to the groceries to Walmart. Well, well, I tell you what. I know my we have to go, but let me... You know, I remember, my mother said something to me a few years back because I was talking about the same thing, how kids grew up and things of that nature and how parents used to put their whippings on. My mother was like numero uno when it came to the SmackDown. But she said, you know what, now I think about it after all these years, she said I was wrong. You know, beating kids with extension cords, you don't do that. Uh, she said, but, you know, at that time, uh, it was a different time and place. And we weren't as educated as we are now. She said, so, you know, no, if I had to do all over again, no, you don't beat kids with extension cords. And, and you know, my mother used to pull out the rolling half, the rolling uh, pin, the, the rolling everything. My mom was like, hey, if it was, if it was within arm's reach, you know, it, was, it was eligible. But we all yeah, well, turned you, out good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, at the time it didn't feel good. So I hear what you're saying. Well, I got it but, with a you know, switch. My mama would tell me to go out there and pick a switch off the tree. Well, my and grandmother I went did out there too. One time. One time. And got a little bitty switch. And when she went out there, I think she got the whole damn tree and let me beat my butt with it. There so you go. I never well, did that again. Know. But I got to whip it with a spatula, a pancake turner, a hairbrush. There you go. You know, but my yep. friends got equipment with extension cards, so my mama did not think that was humane to do that. Well, there you go. So, so, we so, did get so your mother was making that turn. Yep, absolutely. Uh, got beat down in Kmart, you know. So, absolutely. All right, we got to step out. NPR News update coming uh, up, then we'll get into the heavy lifting of the show. It's the serious side, 347 You can be a part of it. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. South Korea's president has declared a period of national mourning after a Halloween celebration ended in a stampede. More than 150 people were killed and scores were injured. As Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul. As dawn broke, partygoers kept on carousing just blocks from the scene of the accident. Eyewitnesses say partygoers surged into a narrow alley, toppling those in front of them. The alley heads downhill to the main road of Seoul's multicultural Itaewon district. 
Authorities say the dead include more women than men, most of them in their teens and 20s. At least 19 foreign nationals died, including people from China, Iran, Norway, and Uzbekistan. President Yoon Sung-yeol said in a televised address that the incident should not have happened. He pledged a thorough investigation and fundamental improvements to prevent a recurrence of the tragedy. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. President Biden is among the global leaders expressing their condolences. He and First Lady Jill Biden have issued a statement expressing grief for those killed and a quick recovery for the injured. Polls in Brazil have been open for about an hour for the second round of the country's presidential election. The BBC's Katie Watson has more on the two candidates left on the ballot, President Jair Bolsonaro and former President Lula da Silva. While the latest polls put Lula in the lead, it's a tighter race than the first round earlier this month. And analysts see Sunday's vote as going either way. People here have a stark choice to make. Far-right Jair Bolsonaro, who has the support of conservatives, and many religious voters, yet have been accused of undermining democracy, or former President Lula da Silva, who lifted millions out of poverty when he was first president, but has been tainted by corruption scandals. There are also many undecided voters, people who feel neither Lula nor Bolsonaro represent them, and they could be crucial in deciding who becomes president. The BBC's Katie Watson reporting there from Sao Paulo. Speaking in Washington, D.C. last night, Vice President Kamala Harris linked the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband to political violence. We will always stand together to combat those who pretend to be powerful but define their power is knocking people down when we understand the true measure of strength based on who you lift up. Speaker Pelosi says she and her family are heartbroken and traumatized by the attack on her husband in their San Francisco home. She released a statement this weekend saying Paul Pelosi continues to improve. Prosecutors in San Francisco say formal charges will be filed tomorrow against the 42-year-old suspect. They are expected to include attempted murder, residential burglary, and elder abuse. This is NPR News. better now I do it. It's easy now. I used to lack confidence, but now I know exactly what to do. My friends are surprised how regularly I do it. I didn't realize men should do it. I didn't know what to do, but now it's part of my routine. Doing it saves my life. I thought it would take longer, but a few minutes, that's all I need. I encourage all my friends to start doing it early. I used to be shy about it, but now I tell my friends how to do it. Join the Boo Watch by having regular checks. Right now, the motive and what his full intent is uh, or was is 
still under investigation. A day after the violent attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, the investigation remains in the early stages. Today, San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins told us her office plans to file charges against the suspect, 42-year-old David DePop, in the coming days. We expect to be filing on Monday um, attempted murder charges as well as residential burglary uh, and assault with a deadly weapon and elder abuse. Um, that is based on the fact that uh, the suspect took a hammer um, and obviously assaulted Mr. Pelosi. The Sheriff's Department it says to pop for... Uh, welcome back here, 347-850-1272. Uh, you're listening to the Serious Out of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Um, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked this past week uh, by a, let's just go ahead and call them what they are, uh, call them what he is, a uh, Trump supporter, broke into the house, looking for the Speaker of the House, uh, confronted the husband, the husband, uh, with a hammer. Um, now, there are some out there saying, well, how the hell did this happen? Because she's the Speaker of the House. She's the most powerful person in the country, and she's third in line for the presidency. Well, the way it works is absolutely correct if you're wondering if Nancy Pelosi has uh, a detail, security detail. You are absolutely, you would absolutely be correct in that assumption, but remember, the detail is only for the speaker. When the speaker's in town, the security is there. When the speaker's back in Washington, the security goes with the speaker. So that's the reason why Paul Pelosi was at home by himself sleep when he was attacked by this crazy person. You know, Mr. Elias, when Scalia got shot uh, during the congressional baseball practice, you know, one would think at that point that, oh, my goodness, you should change the way you're doing business that all this misinformation that you're putting out there, all the lies that you're telling, will come back to bite you because there are people out there who take this stuff seriously and believe all this nonsense and will act these things out. But Scalise, since he was shot and killed, you thought he would change the way you do it. Not shot and killed, but shot. You would think that he would change the way he was doing business. He just got worse. And so now we have a situation where this man broke into Pelosi's house confronted the husband, ended up hitting the husband with a hammer because police arrived. And, you know, Pelosi, thank God he was, was, was thinking quickly. When the person was distracted, he called 911. And so the police was there. <laughs> the police witnesses got attacked, Mr. Pelosi. Man, what, what do you think about this? And, and is there more to come as we're only a few days away from the uh, midterms? Yeah, if the if the Republican Party should lose, there's gonna be a bunch of attacks. That's because that's because they don't believe they should lose no matter what. You know, you never know, Vanessa. You never know. You never know. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I've been looking at the election returns, and it's usually uh, Democrats that vote early, and there's like 13 million people that have voted already. So if they lose. If they lose, it's going to be a bunch of attacks because they don't believe that they should lose. The woman already did. The, the woman that's running for governor in Arizona already said that if if she loses, the, the only way she's going to lose the election is that that you know she's not going to lose because she said she's not going to concede if she loses. 
But the bottom line is this, these, these political attacks are, are, are going to happen, man. And I'm, I'm sorry that they are going to happen. But if it was me and, you, and I heard that glass break, you know, especially, you know, with the way that that happened, I'd have went to work. I'm sorry. But I, 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 keep, I keep pistols, uh, you know, and my and right next to my bed. So you, yeah, but you but you're, in my house. yeah, but you're 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 talking from you're talking from the perspective of a man that's in his fifties versus a man that's in his late eighties, in his mid eighties, I should say, and the fact that he was sound asleep. And so I don't know if you heard the mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard the, the glass break or anything like that. But at the end of the day, come on, man. I mean, this well, guy's an eighty something year old man. When he called nine one one, he left the phone on, so the operator heard everything that was going on, and so she took. She called the police. I mean, she got the police there. Cause he dialed nine one one. So if he heard that glass, if he if he had really if he had wherewithal to do that, he ate just to go to work. Well, he had wherewithal to do that after he was confronted. He didn't do that when he heard the glass broke. He called nine one one after he was confronted by the man, and the man got distracted. That's when he had the wherewithal to reach in a pocket or whatever and hit nine one one. Like Vanessa said, he left the phone on, so he was really. You know, that's completely different from engaging someone physically, dude, at, you know, when you're 80-something years old. I mean, this, you know, we've been around 80-year-olds. I mean, it's just, it, come on, your reflexes are not there. You're not as strong as you were when you were younger. I mean, at the end of the day, the fact that the, the guy took the hammer from Pelosi and popped him with it. So that tells you everything you need to know. Right, but he, he, he had the hammer. That's what I'm saying. He had the hammer. I had a, and he I took it from him. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, that means he was getting close enough combat with him. You got a guy that thinks when things change, man. I'm sorry. When things change. Yeah, they, they, they're going to be, you know, these senators and congressmen are going to have to, you know, start start arming themselves, man. That, that's, what, that's the climate we live in. That is declining. Well, now, but see, now you're playing into the, pub, the Republicans' handbook because remember we had an issue where Republicans were carrying their weapons on the Senate, on the uh, floor of the House and the Senate, and they were like, "No, you can't well, do that." I'm Republican saying, senators I'm are not armed. saying carry them. I'm not saying carry. I'm talking about in your home, Jay. I'm talking about in your home and on your on your persons. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying well, taking that's what them, they're taking doing. them to Congress. You know. Can I say something? Can I? My okay. So you know what? If we've been here forever and a day, years or how many of years y'all been here? Have y'all heard of so much crime against judges, people in the Senate, Congress? Have you heard of as much crime until? Forgive me. The Trumpster got in office and riled everybody up with violence that they need guns and they need to, honey, I mean, this is my first time seeing this much violence against Congress people in my lifetime, where they would go into the courthouse, the White House, the this, the break in, the, to go see, the, remember that couple that broke into the White House? To go see Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, all this mm-hmm. craziness. I just have never heard of so much. Well, and now Trump well, has been in make, office. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, Vanessa. When you said a couple of couple they're breaking the White House, they just they posed and they got in. 
for a state dinner. You, now, the person that jumped the fence and actually walked into the White House, that's a whole different ball game. That person was okay, knee deep in the White you, House before they called Look at him. all of that mess that's been going on that never has happened before until this part of my lifetime. That's all I'm saying. And I just, well, is that a first statement, afford, though? Is that a first statement? Afford. Because there have been violence against uh, judges before. I mean, so is that really a first statement? Okay. Remember the judge last year or the year before where they, some people moved out their house. They were so scared. She took her children, her husband. They they left out their house. So maybe I was younger and just didn't pay attention to it. But I think it has gotten worse. It's going to almost get to the point that we, the taxpayers, are going to be paying for these high-up Congress people Husband, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Yep. Well, I thought well, you talking about the high Congress people. Yeah. I said high up no. Congress people like Nancy Pelosi. People hate she her. Has, she has a security detail. She has she, she's talking about her, her his, the family. The family. I'm we don't pay for it. That's the problem. Husband. Yeah, you're talking she about both of them. She said well, both of them. Okay. And okay. I did say both of them. She has okay. secret. She has secret service. But I don't want to wear red. She has secret she, service. She has secu- She has capital. So she she has cap- the capital police security detail. It's Her a little husband different. Husband needs security. That's husband. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, I, that's I, that's on the table now. Both of them need security. Well, maybe she, well, has, she has a security detail. She has a security detail. I know that. Capital I, I Police provides security detail for her. Yeah. Okay. If these but, people are going after the FBI, if these people are going after the FBI, what does that tell you? These people, if they're there, when the FBI raided uh, Mar-a-Lago and, and they, uh, the, the guy ran in and, and, and tried to gun down the FBI in Pittsburgh, this, this, this is the climate. This is this this is what we're dealing with, right? You now. said he ran this in and tried. I thought they just ransacked the office. You're saying that they ran in with weapons to try to confront the FBI. I don't remember that. And they killed him. I thought in, they, in Pittsburgh. Look it up. They killed this guy. Okay, I'm just asking. I, I'm, not, I'm not. Guns, I'm not. So he, ran in, he, he ran in with guns blazing, and they get and they got him. They got him. They got him. In Pittsburgh, yes. Okay. If they're going after the FBI, what, do you, what does that tell you about uh, the congressmen and senators? They don't, don't care about it. Don't you feel like this country's in big, big, big trouble? And if we lose, and then people, people are starting to realize if we lose this election right now, we will never be able to vote again. Your vote, your vote won't mean nothing. It will not mean nothing if we lose this election. I, and I and I, I you know I say that because right now if you look if you look at Wisconsin if they if the Wisconsin if Wisconsin will put the, the people in place they'll have a super majority in Wisconsin and Wisconsin will hey, no matter what the governor says they were out they they he, he can't they, they 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 can pass any law that they want to and people are just don't get it that these people are not they're not trying to give you democracy. They're trying to give them autocracy where they they going to run it and do what they want to. Yeah, but see, here's the deal, because people thought, okay, I mean, are we 
are we sending panic waves out for no reason? And, 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 and let me let me tell you where I'm going with this because I remember when Trump won the election, people said, "Oh my God, I'm moving to you know wherever. I, this is it. The, it you know." It, it, world has come to an end. I remember President Obama saying at the time, hey, listen, it's going to be all right. The sun will rise the next day. We, you know, we'll find a way to get through it. So, you know, listen, based on the polling, the Republicans are going to take over the House. Kevin McCarthy will be the new speaker if, if you know, if the king allows him to be, King Trump. Uh, but at the end of the day, is it, are we really coming to an end? I mean, because remember, the Republicans controlled the House and the Senate uh, during, uh, during the first part of Trump's term, and, you know, we're still here breathing today. You know, we have some cleanup to do, but yeah. you know, we're, we're still breathing today. So, the, so you what? They may have the election deniers running for office, and election deniers well, that are saying, yeah. and, and, and if, I feel, if I feel like this is not going to get, if this ain't right, I'm throwing them votes out. And if they're running for attorney general and these people that they're, they're saying if they win, if they, no matter what, I don't care who wins, I, this person's going to win. So they're putting these people that's in place. That's a good point. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that. But 347-850-1272 uh, is the calling number. Yeah, I, I'll give you that uh, because – these are, you know, these people will be the ones that would be directly responsible for validating and certifying elections. And if they're saying that, nope, we're not going to, nope, we're going to throw it out, then you, right. This is a tense time in our, in our history. There's no doubt about it. Um, and a part of me, and maybe I shouldn't say this, a part of me wants to see what's going to happen. Right, but a part of me wants to, you know, in order for you, you know, I talked about this before, on this, Vanessa, that, you know, you, you have all these expensive cars, right? Do you know how many, you know, high-end Mercedes Benz they tear up in in, in uh, car crash tests? You know how many Lamborghinis that they tear these cars up to see that when the chips are down, will this car be able to keep the passengers safe? And it's almost to the point where democracy hasn't had a crash. That's had the crash test. I mean, you had a little bit of one, uh, you know, during the 2020 elections, but now you have a full onslaught of people who are trying to change democracy. And on one hand, on one hand I'm saying, okay, will it survive? Does it need this yeah. test in order for us to feel comfortable about democracy moving forward? Do we have the safeguards in place so when this onslaught happens, that at the end of the day, democracy will stand. Hmm. That's just me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Don't get me wrong. But what I am saying is that I'm curious to what happens if this person gets in the office, the person that controls the elections or whatever the case may be. What happens? They're already telling you what they're going to do. If they're saying I'm not going to see the election, Already telling you okay. what they're going to do. Why would you want to see I that? Know. That's like, that's like I, if, I, if I shoot this person in the head, will they die? Stop. No, Mr. Elias, we, have, we, have we a listen, call, man. You got a phone call. Okay, yeah, fine. Bring them in. 347-850-1272. Who's on the line, Mr. Elias? We're having a real day. Good morning, Daddy. Hey, Good what's morning. going on? How are you? Uh, gentlemen and ladies, um, I, I want to kind of, I'm, I'm very Good morning, everyone. I'm, I'm, 
I wanted to piggyback a little bit on on the, the situation about Paul Pelosi because um, I grew up in San Francisco, so I voted for Nancy Pelosi many, many times, and she's been, you know, in in the um, in Congress for many years now, and she's a very wealthy woman. And the only thing I don't agree with about all of this, yes, she should have a security detail at her home, but I don't feel that us as citizens should be directly paying for it, that that should be a, a you know budget line item for us to provide security for her for her family when uh she's you know away from home i think she should be able to pay for that and i mean i'm very unhappy about what happened to her husband obviously you know i mean he's 82 years old and he has nothing to do with whatever this person, you know, beef he has with Nancy Pelosi. I didn't vote for her last time because I thought it was time for her to leave and for some fresh blood to come in. And I, I thought that her opponent, I can't even remember who it was, you know, should have had a chance. But, you know, because Nancy Pelosi, she's been in office, you know, for freaking ever, it seems like. I don't even know who was. But anyway, I feel mm-hmm. that Nancy Pelosi should have had the foresight, and I mean, I realize she's 82 years old and all, but when they came into the Capitol on January 6th last year and was was looking for her and, and, you know, looking for the vice president and all of that, and, you know, the climate has not gotten much better, I feel that she should have a security detail and the SFPD on standby when she's out of town and her husband is there alone. Um, and the reason why I say that partially is because Diane Feinstein also lives in San Francisco, and she does have a security detail because almost everybody knows exactly where Diane Feinstein's house is. It's, it's um, on the corner of a little um, kind of, you know, posh enclave and there's a, a, a big flagstaff with an American flag there, and there is a security detail all the time at her house, whether she's there or not. And I, I, I hate the, what happened, but I feel that there should be some sort of way that people like Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein, that they have security details for for their homes and, and, you know, their spouses or family members or whatever at their home when they're not there. And, you know, that should be something they can write off on their taxes as a business expense. It's a necessary expense for them. That is true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you, br- you bring up some good points, and, you know, we love you uh, to death, sweetie. Uh, you know, she brings up a good point, Mr. Elias. I mean, the bottom line is, is that, uh, Nancy Pelosi is wealthy. Uh, you know, she brought up Diane Feinstein having a security detail in place. I mean, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess, you know, for me, on the outside looking in, um, I, I, I agree with Virginia. I, I think that she should have had security in place to, you know, because you have to think as a Speaker of the House, you know, and the things that happened on January 6th, yep. the fact that they were like, Whereas Nancy, bring Nancy out. You should have, you know, yeah. I, yeah, but, but, yeah, and so we're not, and trust me, for those who are out there, we're not blaming the Pelosi's for not having security. Um, but, you know, I always tell people self-preservation is the key. You have to take care of yourself regardless. So, 
Uh, give me your final thought on this, man, before we move on. Are you talking to me? Uh, well, either one of y'all doesn't really matter. And okay. then I said, well, man, but, you know, it, go ahead, Vanessa, give me your final what thought. Said. I, just hate, I just hate that it's coming to the point that somebody's got to do that because they hadn't been doing it for years where they had to have it. Now, maybe Feinstein had, but a lot of the other ones have not. But I do agree that they need to pay for their own and that they do make enough money, and I don't want the taxpayers, me, you, and anybody else to pay for it. But, yeah, I bet you after this, they're going to be thinking uh, of a way to put it in that budget to pay for one. I do believe that. I hate that, though, you, and, I, and no wishes to him. Get well wishes yeah. to Mr. Paul. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Pelosi. Mr. Pelosi. with a hammer, boy. That's, that's tough. What about you, Mr. Elias? Give me your thoughts on it real quick before we get well, out. Well, I, 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 I got to agree with me what, what the lady said, man. They, you know, they make enough money. Nancy Pelosi makes enough money to, uh, you know, afford this. But, my, you know, but uh, Omar is, is one that they're going after, and so is uh, Ocasio-Cortez. They're going after them. And I don't think at this point in time they make enough money. To, uh, yeah. to to afford the uh, the security, so something has to be done. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. Thank you for bringing it up. All right, listen. Just before three p.m. on a sunny Friday in September, a small town in Ohio received a police department in a small town from Ohio received a message from dispatch saying that there was an active shooter who had reportedly injured twenty four students at the local high school and that the active shooter was still on the scene. So as officers rushed the school, entering the school with their rifle pistols drawn, running breathlessly through the hallways to try to find the right classroom, but one thing, there was no shooter. Students had been placed, uh, students had been placed on lockdown. Police units had been deployed uh, to the school. School staff were plunged into minutes of terror for a hoax that unfolded. And after it was over, police officers regrouped in the hallway, and they said, did you receive the email today about swatting? Swatting is a term means, you know, it's like being punk. It's just somebody is swatting the schools. So basically what's happening now is this is playing out all over the nation where people are making fake calls into 911 saying that there's a school shooting and deploying law enforcement. It is really a sad, sad situation. And people should have better things to do with their time. So in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that we need to know, something that you need to know, we're going to take a look at this story and listen to it. You're listening to the serious side. It's convenient time. Keep it right here, 347-850-127. In the last two weeks, even more schools around the country have gotten hoax calls claiming that active shooters were on their campuses. It's a continuation of a pattern that NPR has reported on, and now NPR has obtained new information that suggests this is not the first time that a scare campaign like this was conducted against U.S. schools. NPR's Odette Youssef and Jenna McLaughlin join us now. Odette, let's start with you. I'll remind us what's been going on. Well, a, someone has been calling schools and law enforcement agencies claiming that there's an active shooter at a school. And this has been prompting what's known as a swatting response, where police and SWAT teams immediately deploy in large numbers to those locations, and when they get there, they find out that the call was hoax. But this can be pretty terrifying for all involved. So the last time we reported on this, just over two weeks ago, we had counted at least 113 instances of calls that fit a particular pattern since mid-September. 
Now that number has reached nearly 200 across at least 28 states. All right, so tell us about the new information. There was uh, something like this happening before? Yes. Uh, some local authorities have suggested that these calls echo a similar hoax from the spring. And now we've obtained information through an open records request suggesting they might be right. Um, I want you to listen to some audio. Here's a clip from a hoax swatting call made about four weeks ago in Finley, Ohio. The police department, seller. There is an active shooter at Pendley High School, 24 of that in Jorkido. Hello, Pendley High School. Now, A, I want you to listen to another call that was made five months earlier to the sheriff's office in Bossier Parish, Louisiana. Hello, suspicious backpack has been left in the high school. Hello, Intern High School, number 205. Hello, suspicious backpack has been left in the high school. Now, lots of schools and states across the country received similar false bomb alerts in the spring. And as you could hear, it sounds like the same person who's behind the swatting calls. So we obtained additional records from the investigation that the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Office conducted back in April. And it's provided a really interesting snapshot of how this hoax caller operates. They sounded exactly alike. Uh, So tell us more, what has it shown? Well, one piece of information that the sheriff's office obtained was a detailed call log of the phone number that had called in this false bomb alert. Captain Shannon Mack of the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Office was the one conducting the investigation. You could see that he was using this phone number specifically to call schools or the dispatch to the sheriff's office or police department where the school was, and it looks like this was his thing to do all day, every day. And our analysis found that this was indeed the case. Um, On certain days, the callers started making calls at an hour that was morning time for the place they targeted, and they just keep dialing numbers, uh, sometimes with as few as four seconds between hanging up and dialing the next one until they were finished with their day six to eight hours later. Um, Our analysis also found that in the roughly six weeks that these records covered, this caller targeted 162 places. More than 90% of those were schools, police or sheriff's departments, dispatch centers, and fire departments. We're going to bring in Jenna McLaughlin. Uh, Jenna, let's start with that technology question. Now, how would this work? Hi, A. So, yeah, this caller was using voice over IP, and that basically means he was making a call over the Internet rather than the phone lines like Zoom or WhatsApp. He was using TextNow, which is a specific free, easy-to-sign-up-for service. You can get a new number. I made one using only my NPR email address, and it took me about 10 seconds. No verification needed. One really interesting thing, though, is that all of the IP addresses in the investigation log were actually tracing back to Ethiopia. No, Ethiopia. So have investigators been able to confirm that? So it's still a bit of a mystery. Uh, Experts and investigators that we spoke with said that based on the evidence, they don't think that it's likely that the perpetrator used digital disguises to make it look like they're in Ethiopia when they're not. Even so, they could be using a local virtual private network to hide their exact location. And it's still a possibility that they hacked into Ethiopian internet infrastructure or bought access. One source actually shared with us that they found some Ethio Telecom IPs, of local IP addresses that had been compromised and were being sold on the dark web. So they really could be anywhere. Uh, Jenna, is there anything that can be done about this? 
So regardless of where these people are, it's extremely difficult to hunt down and stop these perpetrators individually because law enforcement doesn't necessarily get cooperation in places like Ethiopia. Actually, some people think the solution should lie with the providers instead. Experts that track this kind of thing said that a lot of scams lead back to text now, and they want the company to do more, to monitor for fraudulent behavior, verify people's identity when they sign up, you know, maybe even get agencies like the FCC to step in and require them to do more. From TextNow's side, we can actually report that they banned the entire country of Ethiopia on Friday, and that was to try and cut down on the whole of fraudulent activity there. What about a new motive, or a motive actually, any of the new information shed light on that? So typically we see these scams as trying to make money, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. And so far, you know, we've still seen no indication, A, that this ties to any extremist or political agenda. So this remains a mystery, and meanwhile, these swattings continue to happen. NPR's Odette Youssef and Jenna McLaughlin, thank you, too. Thanks. Thanks. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. And the reason, the reason Lindsay was there was to speak for her, so Ursula has trouble with speaking, and it was a, a good choice because when it comes to feigning righteous indignation, no one does it better than Lindsay G. What is it about this guy? He changes the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican Party's racist. Well, what happens when the Republican... Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That was Senator Lindsey Graham stomping for Herschel Walker, which who is actually a complete embarrassment to the African American race. I mean that guy is a joke. Welcome back in. So you know Vanessa, when I watched that video clip of Lindsey Graham running down to Georgia stomping for Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker sitting there like a damn house Negro while Massa is validating him as a candidate. It was, it was sickening. It was embarrassing. And you know what? It, it's just, I mean, really, man, I, people like him, people like him take the race 125 years back, 220. He's a joke. And Lindsey Graham, oh, Sean, we're racist. We're racist. You know what? What happens is the Democrats think that, you know, the bottom line is, is that if an African-American person can uh, become a conservative, then there are other young black boys and girls, people of color that will join the Republican Party. This is nonsense. Give me your thoughts on this, Vanessa. (laughs) Um, And I I mean, and he was just sitting there looking like, you you think, Vanessa? But when they called yes, him ma'am. articulate, I almost 
explain it. <laughs> who who called him articulate? <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> this guy is a joke. That boy is a joke. You know, you know what? <laughs> it's so funny. He's but a the joke. But the race is close, and he is. That's oh what I don't God. get. Well, actually, I do. I do. You know what? I get it. Yes. He is such a joke to black people. He's a joke to the Republican Party. But they're going to use him like a mop. They're going to tell him. Oh, yeah, they're using him now. Say what? They're going to use them up. Yeah, they're they're using them Why would people, why would women, let's say that, why would women want to vote for a man who has all these babies and wouldn't even pay child support? Didn't take care of them. Why would you? The same reason why women voted for Donald Trump who talked about grabbing their coochies. I mean, you know, come on. Probably the same reason that the women are getting out there trying to vote for Abbott. And he's the one who stopped abortions and every damn thing else. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sick well, of these Well, people. keep in mind, a lot of these older Republican women, they're like, hey, I'm not having no kids. I mean, it's amazing, once again, how we've talked about this on the show, how these people run around here and talk about a child's life and, oh, every life is precious, but then they cut social programs that help people who have kids who can't afford them financially. So it's but like, hey, we want to make sure the baby's okay, but once the kid's grown, you know, hell, once they get 18, we'll, you know, we'll send some cops out to shoot and kill them. But we care about life so much. Let me tell you how many young girls, which I've already know of one right now, is going to get out there and get pregnant intentionally because they know their parents can't make them have an abortion. Oh, wow. Kind of I didn't think about that. Yes. Oh, was that? Thank you, Vanessa. I know of one for, already. You know. I know yeah, of one already. Ching, ching. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ching, ching. No. I know of one already. No, you're not. That's crazy. That's awful, Jay. That, that is crazy. You know, I never thought of that. Until you, wow. I never thought of that. Her cousin, her cousin got pregnant. They were best friends. She intentionally then got pregnant has a full scholarship to Houston Baptist University, all of that's going to be in the toilet. It's going to be in the toilet. And she intentionally got pregnant so that her and her cousin, who are best friends, at the same time, their babies are now due like a month apart. Because if the boys is illegal, Oh, she would. That baby would. Oh. I hope it's. I hope it's just me because she's coming in. Is it Vanessa? You want to repeat that, or maybe it's my. You know, my sound. But I didn't hear the. No, it's her phone. It's her phone. It's her it's her sound. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm like, sorry. It's, it's, it's hard to make out what she's saying. Go ahead, say it again. Say that oh, last part again. Is it? Hold on. You good? You good right now? Okay. Oh. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay, I cut my volume down. So, y'all, these girls are going to do that. They're already doing it. 
it's just like this new suicide thing that's going on in Houston, Jay. Have you heard about it? Where these kids are doing suicide, and the other ones are doing it with them. These girls are going to get pregnant. It's going to be a pregnancy group. All of them are going to end up having these babies. You watch. Think it's going to happen. I never thought of it. I mean, you know, it's interesting because we did a story a few years back of young girls having these um, – they were having babies together in high school because they thought it was cute. We want all our babies to be the same age. We want all our babies to grow up. And when you're a kid, you know, it's hard for you to process things. And so, right, so now you think about it. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that dynamic to this story because you think about incest. You think about rape. You think about all these different yeah. things, how Mothers are going to, some young, uh, you know, now mothers have to travel thousands of miles to get an abortion or go to another country, but I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But you know what's so crazy is the girl that is pregnant that's got the HBCU, she's got the Houston Baptist Scholarship, has a little sister that is four. So that means that the mama is going to have a four-year-old child and a baby granddaughter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's shocking, but (laughs) but that's our reality. That's our reality, Miss Elias. When you think about it, that's the reality. And you know, Vanessa, once again, never thought of that. But you know, your thoughts on Herschel Walker, or just your thoughts? You know, well, well. Well, you know, man, that's I, right, cause I, I we think... did start off with Herschel Walker. Yeah, I guess it all works the same I'm with abortion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Miss Elliott. Well, well ahead, we can man. tie that right into Herschel Walker because another woman just came out and said Herschel <laughs> paid for her abortion. So let's just tie that in. So all these people that are against abortions and he's paying for them like left and right, and they keep saying, they keep saying oh, I didn't pay for that. Oh, I didn't do that. No, that woman got that check from me because, and Andrea Mitchell, uh, 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 not it wasn't Andrea Mitchell, I'm trying to remember her, Kristen, uh, Kristen, whatever, I can't remember her name, but she called him out because he said, oh, I, I give money to plenty of people. I used to date that woman, so I gave money to her. And she was like, well, that was before, that was right after she said, you you know, you, 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 uh, you had to you had, you pay for the abortion. about Christian so. Walker for, uh, Christian Walker for MSNBC? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's and, and and Herschel Walker had to he had to, he had to get quiet. He's like, oh, uh, no, this guy is a joke. He is a joke. And people, Republicans, when everybody, when, they, when I was telling you, how do we get these people? And everybody tell me, how do we get these people back? These people are gone. They're not coming back. These people are voting for hypocrisy. They don't care as long as they get their agenda passed. They don't care if we don't have. A, they don't care if we have uh, democracy. They don't realize how important democracy is because when these people get in office, if they want to pass a law that you don't like, you're going to be able to get them out of office. You're not. That's, that's the only way you – if somebody passes a law that you don't like, the only, only defense you've got against them is getting them out of office. Guess what? They can come in and say, you know, when Trump runs in 2024 – they can come in and say, and he's saying he set it up so that you know, even if he loses in twenty twenty four, that he's gonna win. <laughs> this this is how they're setting yeah. it up. 
Yeah. You try to set yeah. it up. And people do not realize how important your democracy is. And they don't care. Because they're, they're, they're more concerned about gas prices, which is it should tell you something, is that these, these companies are price gaps. has nothing to do with, 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 uh, with Biden. has nothing to do with him. Because if that was the case, why gas prices and all the prices and everything going up all over the damn world? He ain't the president of the world. But hey, people don't see it like that. Oh, he's doing a bad job, but he's still getting these bills passed. This is this is crazy to me. I don't. You, you can't make me understand it. You cannot. You cannot make me understand it at all. So when I demarcate well, yeah, you, you have. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can understand. And I democracy. Yeah, look, yeah, you do. No, I, no. How do you how do you not want democracy? How do you not want the ability to have a freedom, the land of the free, the home of the brave? That's what we always say. It won't be free no more. Because if you got a talking to me that place, if, they, if, if we do this show and they say, we don't want you doing that show no more, guess what? Are we going to arrest you? Guess what? <laughs> guess what? Yeah, guess what? what? It ain't the land of the free. Either we're going to jail or we ain't going to be able to do the show no more. One or the other. Well, That's just how well, that you said that, you know, someone needs to explain to you. I was watching an old, I was doing a research for uh, one of the shows. Uh, it was probably a couple of weeks ago. I ran across this clip of uh, uh, old Jerry Springer clip, and they were talking to the Tottawa's racist kids, right? And so they were talking to these kids, and these kids were talking about how, you know, African Americans need to go back to where they came from, and they were talking about how, all these different races need to go back to where they came from. And Jerry Springer said, well, wait a minute now, hold on. If you want to talk about going back where you came from, he said, uh, you, you guys were here. So he said, so when you going back mm-hmm. to Europe, everybody started clapping. Mm-hmm. And, the, and so the kid was like, no, 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 it's different. You know, we are the superior race. We are here to run things. We are supposed to be here. We're the king, whatever this kid said. And you watch this kid, and you say to yourself, oh, my God. They really believe this. They believe that mm-hmm. the white man has the ability to take over anything and everything that they want. So if we want it, it's ours. It's our right to take it from you. Now that we have it, it's ours, and you can go back to where you came from. And Jerry Springer said, yeah, but I'm still with So when, when are y'all going to leave? When are you going back to where you came from? Because the Indians were here first. Mm-hmm. So, so, so mm-hmm. you know, this is indoctrinating in these kids at such a young age. And so how how can we act like we're surprised when we know that this is what's going on? I mean, I'm being well, I'm not, su- how can I'm we not be surprised. surprised, Jay, but what I am is the fact that I don't what I don't understand is how do you not want your freedoms? And this is what this is what we're supposed to stand on. The land of the free, the home of the brave. But I just the land told you why. Free. I just told you what the white kids said. Even even with the them, kids, even with them, they won't, they won't be free. They will not. They be want free freedoms under their saying. conditions, Mr. Elias. They want freedoms under their conditions. They, and, 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 they and want to be able to determine. Well, okay, they want to be able to determine who gets what. The monarch of the, you know, the king. The king says what you can and cannot do. So no, their freedom. They want their freedom. They think they are inherited to this type of freedom and this type of power because of the color of their skin. 
They determine what your freedoms are in their world. So you're saying, why can't they understand the importance of democracy? They understand the importance of democracy when it works in their favor. They don't care about you. But when when it doesn't, then that's when they get violent. (laughs) That's my point. You're proving my point. They they get violent. violent. So now you want to tell me that, you know, if if I win the if I win this election and I win it by hands down by ninety percent of the vote that I'm not gonna be able to win the election because nope I don't I don't I don't deem it fit that's what happened to Stacey Abrams when she ran against Kemp the first time he threw out seven hundred and fifty thousand votes because yeah, the signature did difference. not match yeah would have made yeah. she would have won he threw yeah, them out I know. this is the same this is the, this is the playbook that they're running on in these other elections, and we will never be able to vote again. Your vote, when people say my vote don't count anyway, they're right. It won't count. Well, let me say this, and Vanessa, you you tell me if you agree with this. I think what happens is at some point, no lie lives forever, right? And with the darkening of America, it's going to take a lot longer until it gets to a point, and this is what Republicans are, they're already on top of this. You know, we talk about the numbers all the time, how, you know, the country is center-left, and the fact that, you know, when you look at all the elections in the past, you know, 15 to 20 years, uh, it's been overwhelmingly Democratic, you know, voters, but Republicans hold the majority of the uh, gubernatory uh, seats in this country because they're, they're gerrymandering, they're, they're, they're cheating, you know, uh, in Florida, uh, Ron DeSantos has pretty much wiped out two districts of African-American votes. So basically, he's taken two Democratic uh, districts off the table by the way they're realigning the lines. And it, and what's crazy to me is, once again, we talk about America being this great city on the hill. It's BS. It's garbage. For a country to be in a situation where you're trying to put roadblocks in to prevent your citizens from voting, not all of your citizens, just the, just the citizens that's not going to vote for you. You tell me how righteous America is. Go on somewhere with that nonsense. They're cheating. And they're cheating because, well, again, it's the plantation mentality. You got about 30 white people on the damn plantation. You have over 500 Negroes. And you say, why didn't they overrun them? It's that mentality. I'm watching MSNBC right now, and they're talking, they're looking, they're showing where, you know, DeSanto sent people out to arrest folks on voter fraud. And this guy was like, well, wait a minute, I thought I could vote. I mean, that's the kind of nonsense that they're doing. They're cheating. It doesn't matter. They're cheating. And so, Vanessa, I think at some point, you know, because – of the browning of America, maybe it'll be 50 years from now, 100 years from now, whatever. This is not going to last because, once again, the numbers are not trending in their favor. They're going to be the minority here real soon, within the next, I think, within the next 15 years. They're going to be the minority. But they have the money, and that's the big difference. That's the big difference. They have the money. And he who controls the purse controls every damn thing. But Elias, you know how that works. He who controls the damn purse controls every damn thing. All right. It is time for part one. Okay, wait, the team. What? Because I said damn? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Uh, 
There it is, 25 cents for me. But when you use some of those big curse words, you should be putting 50 cents in. But that's okay. That's all right, because you I use F-H-I-T. I, I said the damn. Word. Well, okay, One I'm not going to say it. No you, yeah, you almost got me to repeat it so I can put another 25 cents in the box. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. All right, it is time for a break. Mariana Music's Corner <laughs> Part 1 is coming up next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much.
online radio at its best. New this morning, Adidas has now officially severed ties with Kanye West, who of course legally changed his name to Ye. The German sportswear company is the latest brand to distance itself from him after a series of offensive anti-Semitic comments in recent days. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seventeen. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J Round Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. It is best. Kanye West. Uh, this is a man who said that uh, he can say whatever the hell he wants to say, and Adidas will not drop him. Well, guess what? After a lot of pressure, Adidas decided has decided to drop Kanye West. What do we say about this young man? Because we know that he suffers from mental illness. Oh, my goodness, man. I mean, some of the things that's coming out of his mouth and some of the things that he's doing is beyond the pale. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, at some point, do we stop feeling sorry for this guy and start putting him in the category of crazy, loony folks that deserve to get what they get based on their actions? I don't know. Anyone can take that one. I'm just conf- This guy is, my God, uh, ever since his mom passed away, people felt that, you know, he just started spiraling downhill. But go ahead, Miss Elliot. It sounded like you wanted to say something. <laughs> hey, man, I, I do not feel sorry for this guy. I don't. Because, hey, slavery was a choice. So did some of the damn words that came out of your mouth was a choice. And, hey, tell me mm. they do nothing for black people. Damn you. Do you want to wear a White Lives Matter T-shirt? Go on, bro. Mm. You get what you deserve. You get what you deserve. You think I'm going to feel sorry for you, dude? So what? They took your money away. So what? Not live. Not live. But you, you're so big and bad. Go on, Go on. Go on. <laughs> I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I had no, I had no for this guy whatsoever. The slavery was a choice. So was the words that came out of your mouth was a choice. I don't feel sorry for this guy. Not one iota. None. I have no sympathy wow. for this guy whatsoever. None. Okay, listen. None. So that's how you really feel. Wait, blood pressure down there. Bring it down, because I don't want your blood pressure to go uh, up there. No, I mean, I, I'm serious. Vanessa, this guy, this guy, this is the same guy that always talks crap about you. Know, this and that. The same one. No, I don't feel sorry for him. Your, your choice was to talk, talk crap. Like, I've been waiting on this topic. 
Jeez, this is ahead. what's going to trip y'all out about me. So we were camping oh. last week, and something came out about Kanye. And you, my friends, Helen and her husband, my white friends, y'all met them. Just I love them. And he oh, sat boy, there and said, shut up, Jay. He said, you know what? I couldn't believe what he was saying about slavery. And then he's going to change his name to Yee. I said, he changed his name to what? I mean, he knew more about West than I did. I didn't know nothing about what he said about Harriet Tubman. Well, it's Ye, not Ye, but go ahead. <laughs> they got that wrong, but go ahead. He changed his name to Ye, Ye, or whatever. Yay. I didn't even know it. Because I was over him when he was in Houston, over at Joe Osteen Church, walking on water, portraying God. I was through with him then and Joel Osteen also. I was through with both of them. Well, he, you go, you don't, don't you play with my God. So see, I think he's crazy. I don't feel sorry for him anymore. I just don't. We all have lost somebody that we love. His mama. I lost my mama. Kanye lost his mama. Get over it. Go visit the grave site and sit there and cry like I do. But you don't have to do all of this stuff that he's doing. I don't feel sorry for his ignorant ass, period. Period. Ooh, boy. Period. Cup I, do not. Over. I don't care. Damn, and then he got on Instagram and said, I yeah. lost $2 billion in one day. Laugh out loud. He was laughing. I don't see nothing funny about that. And then people who's stupid and don't have money and don't get it said he can afford to lose $2 billion. You stupid. Because can't nobody afford not to be on the billionaire's list anymore because their lifestyle is based on that money. Your lifestyle is based on the money that you have, baby. Yeah. So you know what? No. I don't feel sorry for Kanye. I showed you. Well, and okay. I'm glad oh. I didn't that damn money because he said Adidas can't take my money no matter what I say. Keep talking, boo-boo. Well, well, Adidas, Adidas has come out and said, Adidas has come out and said that they're going to lose a lot of money behind this as well, and so I think it's just a greater good. They were pressured, they were pressured to make this decision. But listen, here's what I want to say about this whole thing because it it sounds like it's this guy has mental issues, and and and, you know we talk about being compassionate people. He has mental issues. I mean, if someone has mental issues, they have mental issues. I mean, they can't help it. You know, I think about the situation with my. I think about the situation with my mother. I can't get upset with my mom. My mom has dementia, and and it's something that she cannot control. So when she says and do certain things, I have to look at that for what's going on. She can't help it. Right, and so I guess I'm a little more sensitive to this because of what I'm dealing with. But at the end of the day, you know, he says these things, and you're saying to yourself, you know, you're looking at him, you're looking at this guy, and you're saying, okay, he looks regular, he's saying things. Oh, I lost two billion dollars, lol, whatever. He has a mental illness. He needs help. And, she and his reason for help. walking on water like he was Jesus is what? He is needs what help, Vanessa. He needs oh. help. 
and someone okay. in his camp needs to get him help. But they're not going he, to because they're scared they're going to be kicked out of the camp. Well, that's my point. That's my point. It's like people with dementia that's don't think point. they have dementia. That's my point. If if he has these, he has a mental illness. I mean, I don't know because I'm I'm you know I'm with you guys on this to a certain degree, right? I mean, the, he looks really. He's making music. He's doing all these different things. But at the end of the day, he still has mental issues. And because and because maybe half the day, maybe fifty percent of him talks like a regular person. We look at him and say, oh, he's just a whole, he's just crazy. And we're not saying crazy like you know we're not saying he's crazy little. He's saying he's just crazy and he's ridiculous. He's like Donald Trump. We put him in that category. So can y'all tell me why he but, changed his name to Ye or Yay? Can y'all? I mean, I don't even know well, much about well, that. Well, why he changed his well, name to Ye I, or Yay? I think, well, it's just like, well, you know what? I think it's a marketing thing, like P Diddy. You know, at first he was Puff, Puff Daddy. Now he's P Diddy. Now he's Diddy. I mean, you know, I think they do that for marketing reasons, especially well for for you know Sean Puffy Combs, uh, or Sean P Diddy Combs, or whatever he is now. I think with Kanye, there's something wrong with him, and and, and um, it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because he's roaming around here operating as if he has all his scruples, and he don't. And so now you have, you know, uh, German, you know, people, sympathizers of Hitler on bridges saying Kanye was right during the high Hitler. It's just amazing when you listen, you know, when you sit back and really think about humans, you know, during Kavina time, you know, earlier today, we heard the story about somebody over at, from Ethiopia's calling over here and saying that, the, what possessed you to do stuff like this? Why would you sit somewhere and call and say there's a school shooting? All the trauma that has happened from school shootings. You do this, and for what? What do you, The human mind is a fickle thing. Why do people do what they do? Are sane like us? We're just sitting back saying, what the hell is going on? Who will possess you to call 911 operator and say there's a school shooting? I don't get it, man. Look what's going on in Iran. The young lady, because the morality police got her, because she wasn't, think about this American woman. She didn't wear a scarf to cover her face. She's dead now. I mean, what makes people think and do what they do? That's the great mystery. I have no answers. It, it's it's so frustrating when you think about this stuff. What makes you tick? Think about what's happening right now. You have people, armed people, sitting at polar drop-off spots. They're just sitting there like, you know, I mean, what is wrong with these people? Oh, my God. Oh. I don't think we can solve it in the in the hour, two hours we have every Sunday morning. But my God, I mean, it just gives us something to think about. It's just, oh, it's depressing. We'll be right back after this. Jesus Christ. Online radio at its best. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational Black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. 
The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance at living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org.
online radio at its best. Welcome back here, three four seven eight five zero one seven two is the calling number. It's the serious side of the Jay Ryle show. Uh, boy, I tell you what, man, what a show! Comments, thoughts, man. I'm starting to pull comments for uh, Pastor Steve. State your case. Interesting comments coming in. Let's say good morning to my fam. Vanessa is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm good. I'm. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, we catch you by surprise. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> hey, oh, well, it's on me. The mic's on me. Oh, that one. Hey, I, I, I tell y'all this all the time. I love you and Liz. I tell y'all that all the time. And I'm going to tell y'all that while y'all are alive because you never, ever know. I love mm-hmm. you, Liz. Just wanted y'all to know that. Oh, right, well, thank you. Uh, while y'all are alive, I... <laughs> okay. Thank you, Vanessa. But you just never know. You never You can't tell a person when they're dead. You can't you tell them when they're dead. You're right. I give what you're saying. I, I tell y'all all hey, the time. You. Well, I love you back. Mr. Elias is in the house Treated. this morning. Good morning, Mr. Elias. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and good morning, Nessa, good morning, Kathleen, good morning, Momo B, good morning, Marietta Music, and Marietta Music, that first song was Show Me, and that was by Mark Aries and Kurt Anderson, and the second song was by uh, Hiatus Kenyota, and it's called Fingerprints, and good morning, the real Moi. And good morning, Momo B. Uh, and good morning, my brother Hulk. And good morning, my brother Jamal. Tell us, can we say hello to some people in the chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Well, Covina, man, is definitely in there with us, man. My boy. That's the only one I Always in the house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, then you know what that means. I want to say what's up to Rick and what's happening to you, the pastors in the house as well. Clarence, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, oh, this is a pretty uh, – Tanisha. Tanisha, Tanisha, why does that name ring a bell from NYC? Well, good morning to you as well, Gerald from Irvine, California. So many people tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do on Sunday morning. Uh, Just so much stuff that's going on in the world today, and we appreciate you being a part of what we do. All right. Last week, we talked about Lindsey Graham earlier in the show, him you know, really saying, yes, sir, Massa, Massa, Massa is approving this slave to run for the Senate office in Georgia. But also, Lindsey Graham, speaking of Georgia and Lindsey Graham, Clarence Thomas, <laughs> Clarence Thomas gave Lindsey Graham a pass or a temporary stay because here's the deal. So the Georgia uh, 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 attorney office there, attorney general's office, they're coming after Trump and they're coming after everything that's Trump and people that's associated with Trump. And so they sent a subpoena to to, to, uh, to Lindsey Graham and said, hey, you need to show up and testify. Why the hell were you calling state officials in Georgia asking them about the election? And so then Lindsey Graham tries to say, wait a minute, in my capacity as a U.S. senator, I have the ability to question things if I'm trying to figure out if it's for the greater good of the country. And so every appeal court in Georgia says, hell no, Lindsey, you have to testify. So he took it to the Supreme Court, and guess what? Old Chickaboo himself, 
Miss Uncle Tom said, okay, Lindsay, we're going to give you a pass and gave the Attorney General's office until I think next Friday to come up with a reason as to why Lindsey Graham has to testify in this case in Georgia. Clarence Thomas, Clarence Chickaboo, shuffling and jiving, slave-ass Thomas. Here's the thing that bothers me about this country. The fact that these people can sit there and break laws and break norms and there's nothing you can do about it. Why the hell is Clarence Thomas not recusing himself, Mr. Elias? Well, like I told you last week with Steve Bannon, even though you said it was a state case, this is a state case. He's going to get off. He's going to get off. He's going to do a lick of time in jail. I'm telling you, he's not going to do it. And whether it's state or federal, he's not going to do a lick of time in jail at all. This is what, that's what, that's what I was talking about last week. When white, when white people get off with doing stuff, they, 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 they always get away. They always find a way to get out of it. And this is how they're going to do Clarence it. Clarence Thomas, is, and, he, he's an Oreo. He's not man, white. You know. Is, is he? Is he? Is he black? I'm, he I'm, said, I am so put <laughs> off by this, man. It's like... <laughs> so let me ask you a question. It, so it, what purpose it, does... What uh-oh. purpose does the Chief Justice serve? If you're the Chief Justice, I mean, aren't you the one that kind of says, okay, we can't... I don't know, man. And I don't understand how it works. But that's why I'm asking the question. How can you, as the Chief Justice, sit back and watch this Supreme Court do what they do and be okay with it's pretty it. easy. Uh, they don't care. They, they, they're, they're, they're advancing their agenda, and that's all they care about. I'm, a, I'm going to advance my agenda, and that's all I give a damn about. Oh, I don't care about God. nothing else but advancing my agenda. So as long as I get that thing done, that's all I care about. It don't make me one bit of difference that I can get that, 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 that I am. You know, that is, what, what is somebody going to do? Is anybody going to do anything to me? Nope. There's no consequences to his actions. None. None whatsoever. This is crazy, man. <laughs> That's why I keep saying That's why I keep saying if the Democrats lose this election, if they lose this election, we won't be able to. Our, our, our votes will not count, and that's no joke. I mean that. That's true. I don't care how I don't care how dark the country gets. These white folks are always gonna find a way to get away with stuff, because that's what they do. They find a way to get away with it. They do. Yes. And Lindsey Graham knew he was wrong. Wow. He knew he was wrong. Wow. They gonna find a way to get away with it, because that's what they do. Every I'm telling you. every appellate court said no. And Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that he was the only ju- he was the only Supreme Court justice who, when the appeal to Supreme Court justice to say, "Okay, wait a minute, the Trump information needs to be released," he's the only one that says, "Nope." He was the only dissent because mm-hmm. he knew his wife was involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so this is why. Listen, folks, stop praising man. You know, everybody go to church on Sundays and all oh, the past. Stop praising men. They're men. They are, they are man. built That's with right. sin. You better tell them, Jay. They're oh. built with sin. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop holding these people as if they're great. A Supreme Court justice, they can't, they need, he needs to be impeached. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. He does. So, well, who's going to do it? So, wait a minute. I just walked back in the room at the end. So, did y'all discuss, if you did, that's fine. Did y'all discuss that he just put something down because he's the only person that could do it? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about right now. We discussed okay. the fact that he allowed Lindsey Graham, who appealed to all these appellate yep. courts, and they said no. Yep. Some of these appellate courts had ju- has Trump appointed judges. They said no. Mm-hmm. And guess who? Mr. Yesum's boss. Yesum's yes, boss. Yes, <laughs> He's a, a disgrace to his race. A disgrace. Yay. Him you, and his Owens, freaking Herschel Walker, his chickaboos, their house the rolls, their porch monkeys. Freaking clown. Mm-hmm. Freaking. The enemy is his wife. Huh? The enemy is his wife. He's sleeping wife? with the enemy. Oh, well, listen, I'm not, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on now, oh, listen, I know a lot of white, white folks that are like carrying the cross, bearing that cross with us, it's just people, it's just the fact that you are, a, you know, people, I remember His talking wife to is young a Donald lady, Trump person. She's a oh, I know she is, she's a fanatic, That's I, why I, I still don't get with that, okay, Okay, my bad. That's a good one. I still don't understand what they see in this dude, but you know what? That's just beyond comprehension. But at the end of the day, you know, when you sit back and look at these people and what they do and how they do it, and they think it's okay, Clarence Thomas knows damn well how this looks, but he knows that there's nothing they can do to him. He knows it. And then she lies, well, mm-hmm. I don't talk to my husband about stuff like that. You're all fire. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. way you don't talk to your – if you're married to somebody and you have a job trying to tell me y'all don't talk about your jobs when you get home and eat dinner and drink wine or whatever you do if you're in a great marriage, stop it. Your husband knows exactly what you're doing. Look, I mean, this is crazy. Nancy you know, those people should not be appointed for life. Nancy Reagan ran the White House because her husband had dementia. He didn't get yeah, the office what? two months later. They say, oh, but the, guess what, though? the ex-president has dementia two months later. Who had dementia and Alzheimer's when he was in the damn but office? But guess Nancy what? Nancy Reagan ran Here, the White House. Guess what? Here is the difference. The difference is that she only can run it for eight years. That's why all these people, you know, there should be term limits on all of them. A Supreme Court judge right. shouldn't have the ability to sit for yep. the rest of their damn lives. Yep. This is ridiculous. Listen, I agree. Listen, I agree. I agree. Regardless of whether I agree with their politics or not, you need you you can't be sitting there it's forever. Because, yep. You can't. Because it undermines the power, because just like Mitch McConnell, like, okay, whatever, you know, Barack Obama's the president, but he's going to be gone in four to eight years. I'm still going to be here. So we'll wait him out. No problem. I mean, can we make the correlation that all the things that are wrong with this country, they continue to be wrong with this country? You can go back and listen to politicians speak back in the 1980s, and you would think they're talking about today. 
What's the common denominator? You have a lot of these people are staying off for 30, 40, 50 years. Nothing's changing. Get them out You're of right, office. Jerry. Put term limits on them. It's just ridiculous. Pre- I hope nah, that the young generation, I hope that the generation behind us, um, I hope that they, they see that term limits have to be in place. I hope that, that they get that changed for their lifetime. Not for hours. Well, you know, well but guess what? But I hope it does. It'll never come. Well, listen, they, they can't change that because, you know, it has to be proposed by the folks who don't want to get out of office. So imagine this. So somebody's saying, hey, listen, uh, uh, let me go ahead and vote against my own personal interest. Let me go ahead and put a bill on the floor saying that I can only stay in office for eight years. Man, who's going to do that? No, I'm saying. Nobody. I'm saying. There is a will, there's a way, Jay. I just believe that. Okay, yeah, okay, right. Believe, okay, good luck with I, that. Okay, I just have to believe that the, your children, <laughs> my children's good generation luck. is going to make some changes with these term limits. I, How are they going to make changes? How are they going to make changes? How? Just tell me how. Well, because it has to be initiated by the people who are sitting in office. Eventually, they Okay, so then, all right, well, then a young person going to sit there and say, hey, I want to stay. Do you think uh, AOC is going to vote to get out of office, to, to limit her terms? Hell no. You're right. I mean, it's, right. it's going against their self-interest. And there's nothing in the Constitution that says, you know, they had made an amendment for the president. But, you know, the president only has so much power. If you have Congress, look at what Miss McConnell look look at look at how the Supreme Court is set up now, Mr. Elias. That's the yeah. direct result of a senator who has been sitting on the, who who's been in office for twenty some plus years. Do you know I what do, what do you want to Obama back? said that he thinks that they should put somebody else on the court on the court. I couldn't believe Obama said that. Well, what do you want to put person? Yeah, there are if people the Republicans up there. What do you want to bet if the Republicans were in charge that, and they and they were in the same predicament as the Democrats with the court that they wouldn't increase the they wouldn't increase the judges? They would have done it. Oh, they would have done would. it in a heartbeat. Of course they would. They would have done it in a heartbeat and laughed at it and said, "Oh well." Yeah, Obama yeah. just said he didn't think that they should increase it. I think they should make it even or something. I, I think that what Trump did by stealing Obama's spot. I just I, I, I just don't appreciate that. I really don't. Yeah, I think they Mitch McConnell lied about it. Lindsey Graham lied about it. And all yeah. these other clowns lied about it. Talking about if it was if it, if it was if the shoe was on the other foot, we we wouldn't do that. Yeah, you lied. You lied because when the shoe was on the other foot, you did it. Didn't care. Yep. Did not care. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I don't. Yeah. I'm so. I'm so uh, annoyed at what's going on in this country right now. I'm just, you know, but I'm not annoyed for me. Don't get it twisted. I'm not annoyed for me. I'm not annoyed for you and Jay. Because once you get to a certain age, you're over the half point of your life. I am. Why upset. you getting annoyed for me? For for us, uh, Vanessa, uh, newsflash: <laughs> we're all in the same category. What are you talking about? Oh, I said, I'm not. I'm not. 
I said I'm not. I thought you said you were. I thought you said for for me and Miss Elias. I worry about for you and Miss Elias. I'm like what? For you or for Elias? I'm getting annoyed. For the young people who are behind us, who are not stepping up to the plate and realizing what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're talking more about the Astros than they are about Beto, who was in Houston yesterday at TSU or somewhere. Mm -hmm. Somewhere. I'm like. I try to share stuff on Facebook about Beto. I try to share stuff about Hildalgo because, Jay, Hildalgo is up for election. I mean, it's crazy. Well, there's too many things that, can attra- that, that attract their attention. You have 2,000 channels. They don't have to be, you know, it's just, it's, we're in a different place right now. We're in a different place. All right, we got to take our last it's break. Just, we'll be right it's back. a bad time right now. It just is. It is. It is. It's just really we'll be right back Texas? after this. Hmm. No, she, she can't hear her family. Oh, thank you. Uh, we'll be right I back. I hear you. <laughs> the death toll of Mogadishu from a pair of car bombings this weekend is rising. Somalia's president says at least 100 people were killed and some 300 were wounded. The attack was one of the deadliest in several years, and the Islamic insurgent group Al-Shabaab is claiming responsibility. Ishma Fendiko reports on what happened. The second blast happened within minutes of the initial one, as first responders and bystanders reacted quickly to help the wounded. President Hassan Sheikh Mohammed appealed to Muslims and what he called international partners to send doctors to treat the injured. Al-Shabaab wants to establish an Islamic Republic where strict Sharia law is observed in Somalia. The Al-Qaeda-linked terrorists describe the education ministry they targeted as an enemy base supported by non-Muslim countries committed to removing Somali children from the Islamic faith. 500 people died in a truck bomb blast at the same spot in 2017. For NPR News, I am Ish in Harare. Russia's decision to pull out of a U.N.-brokered Black Sea grain export deal is drawing international outrage. The deal allowed Ukraine to send more than 9 million tons to market, easing a global food crisis. But Moscow suspended it, claiming that Ukraine launched a drone attack against Russia's Black Sea fleet this weekend. President Biden is calling the move purely outrageous, and the European Union is calling on Moscow to reverse the decision. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Sometimes it is tough to keep up with everything going on in American politics. The ups, the downs, the ins and outs, the decisions and policies. We get it. At the NPR Politics Podcast, we'll break things down so that you can make meaning out of all the noise, get clarity on what decisions are being made and how they matter to you. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast. Online radio at its best. All right, folks, it is time for State the Case. Past the State the Case, where we read comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media sites that we monitor. And I have to tell you, we're running out of time, so we, we can get a few in. Mr. Elias, you have anything from the chat room? Yeah, I got one I got one from Provena, man. He says, I feel the same as Mr. Elias about Kanye West, the coon. He said, white folks love their coons. <laughs> I tell you what, straight talk from the uh, Kavina Man Express. <laughs> right. 
cool. Oh, yeah, okay, my man. All right, Pastor Steve checks this, this. Peace and blessings, family. He says, my dear brother Jay, your commentary towards the end of the last segment was extraordinary. I can hear the pain in your voice, the confusion, and the sense of helplessness. He says, uh, keep the faith, my brother, because there is a God. Take your burdens to the cross and leave them there. Pastor, thank you for those wonderful words. Uh, Clarence from uh, Arkansas. Good morning, family. You guys are fired up this morning. Great show. You're damn right, Clarence. Democracy is on the damn table. Let's see one more. Original. Let's read it. Okay, great show. Love the realness and the truth telling that goes on this show. Keep representing, fam. We're going to keep doing that, man, because that's what we do. Because that's what we do. I was watching something here real quick. President Obama is out on the campaign trail at the last minute. Democrats are saying, come on, man. They want him there, but they don't want Biden there. And, boy, so he confronted a heckler in Wisconsin. It didn't go well. President Obama was pissed off and went at him. So you get a chance to go listen to that clip. Go ahead and make that happen. But if you listen to this show, you know what time it is. Online radio at its best. Well, folks, another two hours are in, is in the books. And um, tell you what, this is a therapy session. Get it off your chest. We're going to call it Get It Off Your Chest Sundays. Maybe that's to be the new moniker of the show. Well, it's time for our final thoughts. And uh, Vanessa is first, ladies first. Get it off your chest, Vanessa. Final thoughts. You know, I'm just so sick and tired of the way... Texas, I'm not speaking about the other country right now. I'm talking about Texas. How Texas has got so much stuff on the ballot. The Lieutenant Dan Patrick with his crazy ass. Abbott, who needs to go see Jesus. He's such a horrible person. And then Mm. they got TV commercials saying get rid of all of the Democratic judges because they are making... Uh, crime in Texas. Well, hell, look how long Abbott's been there. He ain't did nothing. If they so worried about the crime, Abbott is in office now. Why hasn't he done anything yep. about it? Because he doesn't want to go against the guns. That's why. I am so sick of these Republican Texans who got so much to say about the Democrats. Because what I tell people is, if you want to be my friend and you're a Republican and you white, black, green, or purple, Let's just not discuss politics because we're not going to get along because I cannot stand these folks that's running Texas right about now. And I am annoyed that the young people don't have the, the early voting line wrapped around the damn voting polls trying to vote these people out. I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know what I'm going to sit back and say? Because they have not been on. Yeah, but yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I can't get pregnant. Them abortions ain't going to bother me. Y'all go ahead. My daughter can't get pregnant. She do. We'll be screaming Jesus because we want another grandchild. So y'all go ahead and do what y'all want to do with these crazy Texans just running the country because eventually it's going to bite all of y'all in the butt. Now, I love y'all. It's a beautiful day in Texas. And yes, I'm going to go and see these Texans lose, but I'm going to be drinking in the parking lot. It's called tailgate, y'all. Have a good week. All right, all right, man. Yeah, I am. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. All <laughs> right. And then the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, man, final thoughts. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I understand Vanessa's frustration, but what you got to understand is that they planned this a long time ago, and it took civics out of high school. 
So when they took civics out of high school and they stopped teaching, this is what happens. I'm looking at in Chicago, they're trying to get rid of what they're trying to do is make the uh, CBS, uh, the, 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 the Chicago's, uh, they got two schools in Chicago and they, they're two academies. And these academies graduate 100% of their students and 100% of their students go off to college. Now, Chicago, the, 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 the Chicago's trying to take over this, this, uh, uh, these schools right now because they said that they, they were bad on the finances and, and, they, and that and somebody uh, was messing with a little child. Well, guess what? They, none of the allegations were true, but you know they're still going to take over these schools. Well, bottom line is, folks, you got to get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. Well, guess what? If you don't have a voice and you and, and all you young people don't realize how important voting is, you will if the Republicans win because you will not have a voice. And they can pass anything and put down anything that they want to, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, good stuff. You know, the thing is, is that Vanessa brought up an excellent point, and I wanted to just piggyback on it. She talked about how Republicans are pushing that crime is bad, and oh, my God, if you elect Beto, you know, crime will be worse. But once again, crime is bad, and it's bad under Abbott, right? Or these people who talk about the elections were rigged, but they weren't rigged when Republicans won. Come on, folks. Wake up and smell the coffee. People are saying things to you and are trying to reach the darkness of your soul by making up these lies. If crime was bad, so all of a sudden you're trying to tell me if crime is bad and you're concerned about crime, who's in office right now? So if crime is at a point where you feel that, oh, my God, we can't live this way anymore, who's in office right now? So if crime is at a point where all of a sudden we can't elect a new governor because he's going to allow crime to get worse, but where is crime right now? Oh, the election was rigged. Oh, the rigged, the, the rigged, they, they didn't count it. We're going to do recounts, blah, blah, blah. But it was rigged only for people who voted for Democrats. But the Republican side of it is great. These people are liars. They're cheats. They're playing on your emotions, and you're stupid and gullible enough to fall for it. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. Folks, it has been a distinct pleasure to serve you. We hope you guys have a wonderful and safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy football. Remember, if it is Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. God bless. We'll see you back here, if it's God's will, next Sunday, right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It is best. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.